Hello, and welcome to The Next Great Car Era, a podcast by EV Tuners. I'm your host, Daniel Martin, and today I'm joined by Matt Henriksen, the owner of a highly modified Tesla Model 3, dubbed Heaven Unleashed. Matt's Tesla journey started after a sandstorm damaged his paint, and he fixed the car with a wrap inspired by the Chargers football team, his favorite team. Many modifications and several iterations later, Matt's car is instantly recognizable on the street or the many events he attends, and he has achieved attending SEMA as an invited car. We sit down and talk all about his upgrade path, the EV community, attending SEMA, and some of the less talked about safety benefits of driving a Tesla, and what Matt sees in the future of the EV space. Hear all that and more right now. Enjoy. On my side, I'm excited to talk some electric car stuff here. All right, let's do it. Before we dive too deep into it, maybe a little intro and a little background about yourself to folks who haven't met you yet. Uh, yeah, so uh, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, my name is Matt. Uh, background is uh, been in love with Tesla since about 2008. I currently drive a 2019 standard range uh, Model 3 base model with uh, the base autopilot and uh, have done quite a few modifications to it uh, over the last year and a half, two years, thanks to uh, a shop by the name of Unleash Motorsports in Fresno. Uh, it's come quite a long way. But yeah, excited about Tesla and everything it does. I mean, mainly it was me because of my commute. Uh, the, the safe driving part aspect of it. I'd love to talk a little bit about that. And I mean, we'll get into the, to the build a little bit too, but the autopilot. So I have a Tesla also, I didn't get the autopilot and, uh, I haven't done it yet. Um, or I guess what, what autopilot comes standard, but then there's like the full self-driving self-driving. Well, now they have also the other one where it's like advanced driving where basically you get all the features for full self-driving and then you kind of dumb down the features a little bit for a little bit less money and uh, you don't get like the full drive itself through stop signs stop lights turn by itself but you do get the summon and you get the 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 pit the parking um so there okay. are two options for people now but no i didn't pay for any of those i just have the autopilot that comes with the, the car okay okay that's the one i have and it's plenty uh, oh, in it's my opinion more than plenty for me <laughs> I, uh, I use the heck out of it. It makes road trips way, way nicer. And, uh, yeah, so, um, sweet. All right. Now we're on the same page. I'm, I'm caught up. Uh, the, you've done a couple iterations of, of your car and it's called heaven unleashed. Right. And even I, I think I would maybe met you. It was one of the first iterations and it was like, people we i saw you had a supercharger i'm like oh i know you like very notorious so, <laughs> so in a good way uh can you tell us a little bit about that build and how you how you like got started from going from hey i, I just got a tesla too i think i'm gonna make it look super awesome and really get into the modification of this how'd that happen uh so for anyone that doesn't know me uh i'm a ridiculously nuts ridiculous nutcase for the chargers football team in los angeles 
formerly known as the San Diego Chargers, uh, as most would like to point out. But uh, I've been a, <laughs> been, a, been a pretty big fan of theirs since the early 90s. And uh, it turned into something a little bit ridiculous for a while in the last few years. And I became the president of my own fan club, uh, which is actually worldwide. Uh, wow. So got an opportunity to grab some season tickets at the new SoFi Stadium and did that and uh, went to quite a few games. Uh, one game in particular I wasn't really necessarily slated to go to, but won some tickets from a Chargers podcast. Um, and uh, I ended up going there. And uh, the car is what the saving grace is to be able to do that to begin with, because I can autopilot to and from L.A. pretty easily. Uh, it's not too hard on me. And the, the brakes are nice when I charge, you know? Yep. So on the way home, I was driving through Mojave, the back road from my father's house uh, to get home. And I got basically drove through Mother Nature's sandblaster. Oh. Uh, yeah. So a dust storm hit at like 65 mile an hour gusts. It was brutal. Like it, it literally felt like I, because I used to do pool cleaning and we've done sandblasting to pools. And I've been shot with one. So it literally, I could feel it as I'm driving. Like I could feel my car, like, oh my gosh, I know what you're going through right now. And this oh, is no. going to be pretty. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it hurt it pretty bad. Uh, to the tune of, uh, according to an authorized Tesla auto body shop, $26,000 in damage. Uh, and that wasn't going to happen. Uh, insurance company totaled it and said, no, we're not paying this without giving me another opportunity. And I fought for another opportunity. Uh, and luckily, I had a really good adjuster who was like, yeah, you're right. You do deserve to at least to get an opportunity. So uh, someone by the name of Kevin... Uh, who you may know as Quack Media Productions. And I've been pretty close because I really love his car from, from a long time, you know? Yeah. And uh, he referred me to Unleash Motorsports, who was like, you know, I have an adjuster. We'll take a look at it. I don't know what can happen. You know, we'll do our best. But yeah, I'll give you another opportunity, you know, at least to get it looked at and see if there's another way. And uh, so, yeah, we fixed it. We got the approval. We paint corrected it, corrected all the paint. Um, and then... To the most of the damage to the chrome and stuff we just chrome deleted it okay you know things like that and uh the wrap was kind of like that extra extra step to protect the paint after mm -hmm. what had happened because i do drive so much but yeah i didn't anticipate when i drove up to pick up my car that he would have done a full you know revamp of my car and make it look so beautiful you know and and because i'm a huge charger fan that's where the powder blue comes from the gloss light blue okay. color is a color that i'm very fond of as a colorblind person blue's always just been that color that if it's bright enough that i know it's blue so i was like well what's the brightest blue i could get and that was what i chose charger blue charger blue yep nice and that there's from there it was just pretty easy to just keep going with the same theme you know i I collect a ton of Tesla stuff, but on the side of that, I, I collect an awful lot of Charger stuff. So that kind of memorabilia and, and, and drawings and, and clip arts that are, I use, like my frunk, my frunk design, you know, my club is a trademarked fan club. I mean, so that image comes to me because, you know, they allow me to use it because I, I represent the diehard bolt club for that reason. You know, it means a lot to me to tie both sides of my personality into my car. That's really interesting. I mean, we've talked about this a little bit, but I had no idea that it went that deep, right? That yeah. there's uh, the 
the logos and trademarked images from that group that you're the president of, which you also, you're super humble, man. You didn't never mention that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a president of one chapter. We're talking about a club that's actually worldwide. Um, so I'm, I'm in the chapter in, in uh, where I live, which is actually funny thing, the same town as the owner of the chargers lives. So it kind of just works. <laughs> you guys hang out. No, heck no. Are you kidding me? Maybe after this podcast, he'll be like, you know, no. I got to hang out with Matt. Check out his car. <laughs> no, I mean, I've seen him as golf tournaments and things of that sort, but no, never like that yet. Cool. I've a lot of Charger players in my days, though. Oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah. that's really cool. How so, often yeah, do you go to Tesla games now? Sorry, I'm, I'm, uh, how often do you go to games now? Still like all uh, the time? No, well, this year was probably going to be dumbed down a lot. Um, okay. since my back surgery and things that I, in my own personal thing that, you know, I, I probably won't be going to many of those games last year or this year, okay. that, that kind of stuff is toned down. So, you know, but, uh, hopefully if all things go well, I'm going to go to a couple games. We'll see. Yeah. I think, I think that'd be great, but that's how we got to the car. And there's a ton of details to that first build. I mean, everything from. From like the you had some custom stuff in the frunk you had the wrap right some uh custom rims that you had on there other yeah. details right yeah so the first one i had adv1 flow spec 5.0 wheels uh they were 20 by nine and a half in the front and i think 20 by 10 in the rear uh really nice wheels but i i absolutely love the wheels but in the beginning of this whole process the black diamond wheels that are on my car now are just it's a wheel that i just fell absolutely in love with um really light good quality wheels so but in the first build yeah a lot of that was tied in from you know my son with the whole pokemon and you know everything that i've done with my son over the years i'm a pretty big kid you know legos things like that so you know it, i just like to have fun it, it's important i feel like you know if you're not doing it with your personality then what's the point Nice, we got a guest. What's the kid's yeah, name? Do. We have a special guest here. Hi. Yeah. Looks like a Siamese. Yeah, she is. So yeah, it uh it was important to me to 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 bring that just because you know what else are you doing it for? Like it's I don't just go show a car just to go show a car. I could, it should have a theme, it should mean something. You know, so maybe that's not always the greatest part for some things because you know, most themes are superheroes or movies or you know, just crazy antics you know and i'm using a team that you know is considered let's be honest a very small fan base compared to some of the bigger teams so you know that it plays a role of you know do how many people are really gonna like this car because of that reason so when at holly high voltage actually funny story which you know we uh know very well uh that's actually where everything changed that's, That's where SEMA game. was actually the the actual idea of SEMA was birthed at that event. Tell so me that story. That's, that's why the change happened. The next build, the iteration, the evolution. Heaven 2.0 evolved, yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, originally at the beginning of this, it was the dream was just to own a Tesla, man. Yeah. It, it really was. It was just to own a Tesla because I've been in a lot of car accidents. I've, you know, I'm not the greatest driver, but, it, you know, most of the accidents weren't things, you know, always my fault. But, 
you know, my body's taken a toll. I've done physical hard labor for some of the finest, hardest working companies you could think of. And at the end of all that, you know, it's like, you know, what am I going to do, you know, when this body gives up, you know? So the Tesla was something I knew from a very long time ago that they paid very high standards in terms of quality of the build of the car. Safest um, car on the road. Fit and finish. I don't care about that stuff, to be honest. I mean, since I was 13 years old, I've watched my dad and my bro my older brother tear cars apart after buying them from a dealership. So the fit and finish issues that people would say, it wasn't really something that I was concerned with. Interesting. But I, I didn't necessarily ever imagine that this car would be what it is today. I'll be honest with you. When I first bought this car in 2021, it was two years used with 11,000 miles on it. I was just proud and blessed and over the moon to even be driving this car with my name on it. And still to this day would still be driving it that way. But I wasn't for sure going to let cosmetic minor thing like that ruin my dream that took 13 years to buy. Absolutely not. It just wasn't going to happen. I wasn't going to go down just like that, you know? So yeah, this transpired, transpired into something I would have never imagined. If you told my two year ago self, no way. <laughs> so paint the picture for me, man. You're at Holly high voltage and uh, this was last year, right? So in it was. Sonoma, Sonoma racetrack, and you were showing the car as, as with a, a bunch of other folks who had driven up or down to to meet there at this event yes yeah, so uh funny thing is originally when i went i, I didn't know it was a two-day show it was kind of like a last minute thing i was kind of like yeah i'll go it's an ev event I'm, I'm i'm very interested you know and it's always been a dream of mine as a as a kid i grew up on the quarter mile drag strips of pomona and palmdale and you know just anywhere where you could drag in the 90s it was just what we were going to race you know so yeah I grew up around that and I was like, you know, just to be able to step foot on the Sonoma grounds, you know, yeah, of course I'll go, you know, so we got there, me and my friend, Mike, who, uh, you know, as El Diablo 65, who I also do a lot of side, you know, installations and, and, and things for, for the Tesla owners and stuff in our area. Uh, he was like, Hey, it's, it's two days, dude. It's, we gotta, we gotta stay tomorrow's like judging. And I'm like, I didn't come here to be judged. I just came to see all these cars. No way I'm staying another day. I got to do that. And I got to prove that with the wifey. So funny <laughs> thing is we ended up staying and it was day two that he approached me and I, I thought he was just full of it. It really was. I was like, yeah, okay, sure, buddy. You know, since I was 13 years old, you know, my brother was building mini trucks in the nineties and, uh, it, it was always some, I had a friend of mine who I knew since third grade, his name is Ernie Macias. Uh, and, and, you know, he, he passed away recently and he was a big influence for me because, you know, at a very young age, he was, he saw this and was like, oh my gosh. And he went all the way, you know, just his whole life dedicated to something like that. And that's just showed me that passion is not just passion. It's, you know, there's a lot of heart, there's a lot of hard work and there's a lot of compromise, especially, you know, when you have a family and you have kids you know, this stuff takes up a lot of time, you know, and the, my brother and, you know, with Ernie and a, a couple other friends that I knew, we, you know, we did our thing in the garages and the mini truck scene was a big influence on me, you know, so me and this guy just started chatting about it, you know, about mini trucks, because he was asking about some of the things that were in my front at the time, because at that time, I did not have a what the front, which, okay. you know, today as an entertainment center with an iPad, 
<laughs> yeah, I didn't have that. You know, I just had a bunch of toys and it looked like a giant Pokeball parked in the middle of Sonoma Raceway. I was just like, you know, just having fun. Sure. And he was just like, we talked for a while and it was just very organic. And I had no idea, you know, that he would just be like, well, you know, I'd, have you ever heard of SEMA? And I was kind of like, yeah, uh, yeah, of course. Of course, man, that's like creme de la creme, right? Yeah. As, as a kid, you know, that's what you shoot for, like just to be able to go there, you know, on a weekend in Vegas. So uh, he was like, well, I'm, you know, I'd be honored if you joined me, you know, with your car for this year. They're going to allow electric cars and I'm here to, you know, find some cars. But, you know, more than that, I like, you know, you're very, ener- you know, you're very, your energy and, you know, you're very uh, knowledgeable when it comes to some of this stuff that a lot of people have fear of about electric cars. You know, my background is hot rods, muscle cars, gas, the smell of gasoline on a Sunday morning at a raceway, you know, so believe me. I know the stories, but one drive in a Tesla and you realize, wait a minute, this is, this isn't just a car. This, this is not just a car. So, you know, he was like, I'd be honored, you know, you and the one next to you, you know, I said, Oh, my buddy, Mike, he said, yeah, both of you, both of you, I'd like you both to join me. And I was like, all right, let me hand me a business card. And like two weeks later, you know, Mike was just giving me a bunch of stuff like, yeah, right, bro. These little people just don't get invited to SEMA like that, especially for some from someone that, you know, like that. And yeah, sure enough, like two, three weeks later, an email came and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is real. Wow. Uh-oh. I better get going. This is like this is like bucket list stuff that you dream of. Right. So I was like, I, I have a lot to do. I'm not going yeah. with this car. This car is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I grew up in one of one builds from the frame up with full welded framing, you know, weekend long, your hands, cutting your hands up and, you know, just watching people build with every ounce of their life for SEMA. There was no way I wasn't going to go and at least do my best to do something drastic. So, yeah, that's when I approached, you know, Joe about going to SEMA at Unleashed Motorsports. He was like, uh, hold on a second, I, I might have something. And I was just like, this might be too crazy. You know, I just, I don't know about this. And he was like, let's do it. So the chrome was born. <laughs> chrome silver. It, it's actually a tech wraps blue chrome. Uh, they have a few iterations of chrome now, and I see a lot more people doing it. Well, my car drives 200 miles a day. It's a daily driven car. And when I say daily driven, probably beyond most people's mileage. A normal person doesn't drive 200 miles a day. No, no. <laughs> well, I do. In a standard range Tesla and somehow, some way, I, yeah, I got it in my head that I was going to try to put a chrome wrap on it. And uh, we did it. Changed the wheels. Lowered it on some lowering springs. Um and I just went crazy with the frunk and, you know, for Tesla takeover, it's a once a year event. And that was last July, which was pretty soon after Holly High Voltage and me and my yeah. buddy, Tony Pham with Quick Bandit, who makes one of the best front license plates that do not mess your car up for any show car owner out there. The Quick Bandit is, is like a lifesaver, especially for me in California and going through the HOV lanes to get to and from work every day. I have to have a front license plate on my car. But a car show, you do not want a front license plate on your car. Just doesn't look good. So it's me and him got to talking, and there were a couple other what the frunks out there. And I just, I was a big fan of his and everything. He just does it all himself, him and his wife. 
and just a great soul of a guy, dude. Just a just a great human to hang out with. And I was like, well, man, what do I got to do to get on this list? This list of evolu just revolutionary people that have this in their funk. I mean, we're talking Teslas like the likes of Tesla Chew, uh, Switch Tesla, understated uh, TMS. And these cars all have iterations of a what the frunk, and they were just mind-blowing to me. Like, someone just put this there, and, you know, it's something to give us something when we open the hood and not be like, oh, look, there's a hole there. Right. That's where air suspension came from. Oh, look, there's no longer an air there. I mean, there's no longer a hole there. There's this crazy theme of a setup with air tanks, compressors, and blah, blah, blah. And then I said to myself, but, uh, yeah, I use my frunk, like, daily. Like every day when I'm not at a car show or something, I use my front. Uh, so uh, it was like, I can't put my air suspension in my front. It's not feasible for me, especially if I'm a daily driven Tesla. How many times do I have to go to service? That's $500 every time you need them to remove that for you. And then on top of that, I just didn't want to go through that. So I approached Tony with this and he looked at me and he was like, uh, he says, you know what? I really didn't think about doing any of these anymore, but you have one heck of an idea on your hands. Like, this could be pretty cool. You know, and I was like, well, what if we just put, instead of having to do all this engraving and crazy stuff on the inside of the middle, let me just throw an iPad in there and I'll hook it up to my, my hotspot and we'll just run like a full karaoke booth in my trunk. I mean, in my front. And that's okay. Now you have me. Now you have me. Okay, let's do this. So, uh, he did all the work for most of it. Uh, all I really did was paint and spend nights learning from him and growing with him. And uh, I did the painting of the frunk and uh, I did some of the, you know, extra wiring after that that I had to do because, you know, some issues from my end. But uh, overall, the frunk was born and at Tesla Takeover, I unveiled it and uh, it was quite quite the impress um, impression on people, you know. Because there were other cars there that had the iterations of the what the front, but not to this extent. Yeah. I mean, I was having to turn my what the front down for the PA for the main, you know, stage because I was pretty close to it. And this is like, this is kind of rude. You know, I didn't realize how, how much this travels when it gets out in open space. It can get loud. So, uh, yeah, so that's where the sub trunk idea came from with me uh, because there's a big giant hole in the back of my car. Um, under my trunk I use my trunk every day it's full with daily life stuff and there was no way I could do anything to ruin that so I said what could I give up for air suspension and the sub trunk idea came to my head where I said oh this could work so I hit up Tony again he was like all right let's do some LED work over there and we created a sub trunk cover that's made out of plexiglass and uh, it's basically a what the front but a what the trunk so uh, that will be so that you can see my air display when I pop my trunk. So then I still have that show display, but I'm still, when I leave that show, I can go right back to go, right? I, I, my car goes from show to go in RB. Right. Just a and then push of the button. To the grind every week, going to work or doing whatever I have to do to, you know, physical therapy, you know, whatever, daily life, you know? Yeah. And it, it it transforms quite easily for that reason. So Heaven 2.0 has the upgraded frunk. Now you also have air suspension. In no air yet. No air yet. No, that, that was going to be for SEMA, but uh, we ended up not having air suspension for SEMA. 
Oh, okay. And uh, we now have a little thing we're working on now where I went a little more, a little more in depth on the system, uh, a little more attention to just throwing air suspension in my car. Okay. So uh, yeah, there's it's been a few setbacks uh, logistically on things, financially on things, you know, things like that. So I uh, I started doing more and more in my brain and coming up with more and more ideas. So uh, yeah, for for uh, more than likely Tesla takeover, I will be releasing uh, the three point oh. Oh man, there's so many iterations. Yeah, so. I don't know if we would call them iterations. I just think there's just little things that you start to realize, like air suspension, especially if you're using universal air struts. Air suspension is a better ride quality, and I could use that. Sure. For my back, my overall daily driving, you know, I trust the struts, but I know that, you know, they're they're going to take care of me on the road. So, uh, yeah, so basically those those will be something that we'll look into and uh, we'll do something with that. And then uh, we're going to unveil a couple new wraps here probably and after that. Um, how many miles do you have on it now? <laughs> oh, my gosh. My, rough, you know, my wife rough, asked me this question. And I never looked to answer it because it's probably close to 80. I don't know. Dang. Uh, That's awesome. It's uh, seven, almost seventy three thousand. Seventy three. I, I mean, got it at eleven five two years uh, two years ago. Yeah, that's a two years ago. You are you're right. Daily yeah. driving it. <laughs> yeah, it's sixty thousand miles in two years, basically. Um, like any other maintenance that you've had to do? Zero. 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 No suspension uh, work. No. Nothing except uh, the high voltage battery did get replaced. Um, and that more or less probably was, uh, due to maybe supercharging too much. Um, I live in an apartment, so I supercharge pretty much daily. And I think maybe that was a test for the battery. I don't know. Uh, obviously you're not going to get those details out of Tesla service, but man, my Tesla service center was so generous, so kind, and, uh, they were so informative. They, you know, basically told me, yeah, your code, your, you know, we checked, says your battery's fine, but it's obviously not so we're just going to go ahead and replace it no questions asked after that i i mean you know i i had things in my car you know that people say oh you can't have that they're not going to fix this but really at the end of the day it really wasn't anything that was causing the high voltage battery to be having that issue um and and, and they actually went ahead and did the 12 volt battery as well oh sweet yeah so i got both batteries replaced and that was pretty cool of them and uh, no, since then, uh, mileage is better a little bit. Uh, charging seems to be a lot more stable, a lot faster than it used to be. So yeah, I, I have absolutely zero zero regret in my purchase of a Tesla. And anybody who thinks otherwise or says otherwise, they just haven't driven one or even tried one for a long period of time, I'd recommend finding you a Hertz that has one and test it out for a week because I'm pretty sure you would never want to drive another car have some fun it's not even about the fun it's like the ease of driving Mm. there really is an ease about it like i get in and i just feel like even when i'm not on autopilot the car just kind of just i don't know it's weird it's hard to explain it's like an extension to you and you know it's it just rides really smooth you know obviously when you lower it and you put bigger wheels not so smooth but but worth it. 
worth it. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> so let's go back in time just a little bit. We almost started talking about version 3.0, but <laughs> be between, between then and now, uh, you did actually go to SEMA, right? Yes. How was that? What was that like? That was a uh, lifetime achievement for me, you know, because I've been to Vegas a lot as a kid. I've grew up in Southern California. So, you know, I spent, you know, many weekends just saying, hey, let's drive to Vegas. Okay. You know, so you always knew about events like that. It was that once a year thing, you know, the mini truckers would build these trucks for for an entire year just to try this, to try to make it there. You know, you had a few friends that owned garages or whatever, and yeah, hey, they went, and sometimes you'd get to go with them, and that just wasn't the case for me. I had never even stepped foot on the grounds, never even went to SEMA for, like, the free outdoor side of things when you can just walk in there, you know, and, and walk around outside. So when this came about, the whole leading up to it, you know, just there is that weird stress level, even though I knew I was done. But there was this weird, like, stress level of SEMA, you know, like, right. I guess they call it the SEMA crunch or whatever. But, yeah, it just kind of got over you. And it it, uh, it it had its toll on me and my buddy, Mike. And the drive, the drive there was, you know, pretty, pretty effortless. It was easy. No issues. Um, and then we pulled in for the first morning. And that's when it all kind of just hit me, like. We're not just pulling into SEMA and parking outside or, you know what I mean? Like we're being escorted into this building behind this curtain on this like playground of like area where it's just these cars. And I was just like, it just, all of it just kind of poured over me, you know, the whole drive there. I was just, it's very emotional to know that your, your car, not just yourself, but your car is going to be accepted inside these doors. Like, because if you've been, it, it there's cars there. When I say are priceless, there's cars there that are genuinely priceless. I mean, millions of dollars and out labor hours that have gone into building these things, you know. And here I am with a Tesla with a wrap, some wheels, and you know, it was just like I was just amazed. I I was over the moon, and it meant it meant everything, you know, it was something, you know, where friends of mine from when I was a child were like, I can't believe you're at SEMA of all of us, you know, you did it first. And I was just like, you know, it wasn't about that. Like I took all those memories with me inside those walls, you know, like it was just like, man, you dream of something like this when you're a kid to be able to go to an event like that. Yeah. And to be able to wear that badge around your neck and walk around and see all these other amazing vehicles. It was really hard for me to stay by my car just because, you know, I, there was so much I wanted to try to take in in that week. Bring your walking shoes. <laughs> yes. You're going to get your steps, right? Bring your Advil, Tylenol, Bayer, whatever that part is that you need. But yeah, bring your, bring your, bring your pedometers, your Apple watches and bring your new balance shoes or whatever. But yeah, it's, it's a massive event. It's endless. You were like in one area that was specific to EVs, right? Correct. It's, it was, it's called SEMA Electrified. Electrified. Yeah. So the event, it was the first year of them doing it. Okay. Um, so everything was really new. Uh, there were a lot of familiar faces from Holly High Voltage. Uh, the Ford Galaxy was there, you know, okay. the converted Ford Galaxy. Uh, there's a, a old pickup truck that was converted um there's you know some mustang maki there was you know lots of teslas 
uh it was a really nice mustang that was converted you know there's a couple other like race electric race cars that were like award winners or speed breakers you know record breakers you know things like that and uh, there was even some stock ones straight from the dealership sitting there you know and there was a lot of people talking about just the electric motor the battery the technology and what's to come you know and it was quite impressive to watch especially next to us they were actually doing a thing about a, a school where they go around and they go to places and teach people about the electric conversion and the electric car and how to build it and they got a pretty crazy build coming that's basically from the frame up build and it's an ev conversion it was quite quite cool to see uh some other friends from tsk club who do a lot of conversions and bodies body repairs in Southern California, they were there with us. So we knew a lot of people. And then the entire, almost what felt like the entire ruined club who basically have, you know, some of your cream of the crop builds of EVs. You know, when, you, when you're talking Teslas and you're trying to look at what you could do to your car, you know, you turn to guys like that, girls like that, you know, that are doing it and doing it at a level that's just crazy. You know, like Casper, I mean, that thing is like, I think at this point, probably 90% DIY whole car. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just insane. He's, you know, he's an absolute, just, you know, amazing person to watch do what he does because it just makes you want to push that harder. You know, that it's, it's limitless what you can do to these cars and people like him and, you know, others out there, you know, that are doing these things. It's, it's just mind blowing that, you know, a car that was once like, oh, you have a Tesla. Oh, you can't touch that thing. It, you know, it's going to be like a iPhone. You're going to break it by trying to jailbreak it, you know, and it's just like, it's just unplugging a wire and plugging another wire to it. It's not going to do anything. Like it, it, I don't know, man. People call it the 90s Honda Civic. And I'm not going to lie and say that there's not a lot of parts out there now, but there is. And it's because of people like him and, you know, all our older like Tesla Chew and people that have been doing these cars for long periods of time, you know, in that yeah. realm of like ruined and, you know, some of the other guys like Kevin Kwok, who's been building his Tesla for a long time. Ollie Switch Tesla, who runs his own cleaning company as well mm -hmm. for car cleaning stuff. I mean, those guys have owned their cars forever. You know, they've been doing this for a long time. And they still manage to find ways to, you know, change and do crazy new things. So why not keep going? But there comes a point. <laughs> There's only so, only so many connections to a FOMO battery. <laughs> yeah, but there's no reason why you can't tune and customize these just like any other car the enthusiasts we find a way definitely so yeah the auto present door handles were soon after SEMA because it just was something that I felt was super important for me to do uh especially with it being a daily driven car or whatever you know I who knows who's going to get in my car so I really don't want you poking around my wrap and trying to open my door handle and figure it out you know because that chrome wrap was the birth of my ridiculous ocd levels to skyrocket <laughs> well when i approached Hanshow with the idea they were like yeah we can we can put those on let's do it bring it you know here and you know i was lucky enough to go test out their grand opening studio in tustin called the test studio and uh, we did some pretty cool stuff with it and we installed these door handles and i was just you know when i got them back it was like oh i had no problem opening them originally and i'm thinking to myself like yeah all of a sudden yeah but yeah, it's, it's really, it's made it effortless, you know, like it's crazy. There's so many things. Heck, you got a refrigerator that you can plug in now. Right. Always have a nice cold drink. 
It's great. Totally <laughs> insane. So there's really no limits to what you can do to the car. It's just how how far you're willing to take it. Uh, for me, I don't really think, you know, the air suspension is a mandatory thing for me, not just for the look at a show, but for the ride quality for me, you know, and just mm-hmm. that, that more pleasurable drive. Um, and then maybe some few more carbon fiber goodies. And then I think after that, it'd basically just be your tiny little interior conversions. Um, definitely would do white interior instead of black. So just fine tuning driver. at that point. Yeah, the, yeah. the black seats are pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, I wonder when there's going to be a cool a seat cooling feature added. I wish I love the heated seat. I wish that there was cooled seats. Yeah. So one of the things I I saw recently with uh, my buddy Tony, his Model X Plaid, is those perforated seats that Tesla does now, and I was quite impressed with those. Mm. I didn't originally think I'd like it because of the dots everywhere. You know, like it gives it a little different look. But because my car has some black in it and some darker accents, it kind of plays pretty well with that. But he swears by you know they're they're much better seats, probably a little more breathable. Breathe that that breathability you know is probably much better. So uh, maybe like a custom interior instead, where I can actually have some breathability to the seat might help. Little perforations and stuff. Maybe. But beyond that. I guess I could boost it. I know Engine X makes like a boost 50 for my car where I can actually give it a little more horsepower and unlock some things and drift it and stuff, but I just would never drive my baby like that. <laughs> she's for go, not she's for show, not for go. Yeah, yeah. We, don't, we don't do the racing thing. So I, I don't know that I would need it, but I do know that for the cost of what it does for the car, it gives me a little bit more access to the interior as well. Um, unlocks a few extra things that I think is cool. So maybe something like that. But modification wise, after that, it would just be all DIY stuff and carbon fiber. Nice. Yeah, maybe I'll park it on a on a SoFi Stadium built like grass field or something. That'll be my next showpiece. I'm gonna print out a grass field and park on like I'm parking at a stadium. Really step the game up on the football theme. <laughs> That's a fun idea. That's a fun idea. Oh, uh, it's insane. I already put my uh, Gatorade Jordans in there. People call me crazy for that one. But Heck yeah, man. Having fun. But yeah, um, I think for, for that side of things, it's going to definitely require another wrap. Okay. Uh, as a daily driven car, like I said. Um, not sure how crazy I'm going to go yet, but I'm not going won't to. Be, won't be giving that out yet. Okay. So we're all on the edge of our seats until Dude, later about that there's a lot of cool wraps out there now let me just tell you there's some crazy stuff uh there's even a another friend of mine in southern california that's really bringing my past back with a lowrider painted theme uh so look out for this model y because this is going to be pretty insane uh so yeah he, he's he's doing like a full lowrider paint job on this thing I, I can appreciate that that's that's my era that's my that's where i got all my passion from was from lowriders that's absolutely love the whole theme the vibe everything so i'm looking forward to that because that's going to be that's going to be a little maybe a small gate opener i know uh jersey m3p he's out of i think new jersey uh he had one of the wide bodies that was at sema last year and his is actually one of the first molded welded ones 
that's actually handmade, not like a bot kit. Okay. So we're talking about something that he, you know, he put a lot of pride and joy into it. And he, you know, he's someone that really loves paint. So his cars are always painted, you know, and I've always appreciated that pearl white, you know, and then he went and did basically my gloss light blue, which you all probably know as like the Porsche grabber blue from back in the day. Yeah. Well, now he went and painted his a full bright baby blue color and it just blows me away. Like, you know, you, you can appreciate the wraps, but when someone does a full paint, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother level. Yeah. Cause that gets pricey. And time consuming. Yes. Weeks, weeks to months to do a full paint like that. I mean, you're talking about a car, full car, a full car tail tear down to paint, mm-hmm. you know? So with a wrap, it's take some doors off, take a front, front and rear bumpers off and maybe remove some windows just to make it a little easier. But beyond that, I mean, you don't really have to headlights, taillights, that emblems, but for paint, it's like everything's coming off. Yeah. Interior and all. Yeah, that, that I can appreciate as well. I've been thinking about wrapping mine. Um, I am just going back and forth. I think daily I have a different, oh, maybe this one, maybe that one. So it at least is very fun. But like you said, much lower buy-in. To, and, and if you hate it, you can easily just go back. Exactly. Switch it up again. It's, it's very forgiving as well. Even if you make mistakes, I mean, you peel off a section of it and you rewrap it and you're, you're, you're fine again, you know? It, can you imagine like a full like paint repair, right? Yeah. Imagine if you have a paint, a paint job. So that paint job, if you if you mess that up, we're not talking about a pull off and place back on afternoon. We're talking about a, a few days, maybe even a week long worth of re-sanding, wet sanding, priming, repainting, matching, or just doing a whole new section you know so it's yeah. it's different it's a different level so yeah if i if i did go the paint route it would definitely be layered with ppf and ceramic coating <laughs> yes got to protect that yeah especially daily driving there's a lot of road chips so ppf is mandatory so for you if you're thinking about wrapping and you're you're on the fence but you're not sure a, P, a good ppf will go a long way that's what I've been thinking about, man, is that um, I can't decide on a wrap uh, color um, or pattern or texture or whatever, but um, I'm starting to track it more. And so I want that protection. And may- what I'm thinking maybe I'll do is get really good, like get a really good clean and detail so that the paint is all good and corrected. It's not that bad now, but just to make sure that it's the clear coat is all smoothed out, then do PPF and get that ceramic coated. And that would, you know, it's midnight silver metallic, which is a great color. And it would just make sure that it's always popping. Also too, if if you want to add that different element without actually having to rewrap and PPFing that like satin PPF, the satin PPF actually will change the tone of your paint and give you like a, a, a different color look to it. Almost like making it like a, a graphite silk, uh, mm. silver look, right? So that's it's something little... that can not only just change a little bit of a look to it, like a minor slight little change, but also protect it. The satin is, it's not fully matte, but it's a little more matte than like a, a normal, just clear PPF. But you still right? get the PPF, so right? You're still getting that protection level, but it's, it's more of a flat base look to a gloss paint. And yeah. it really will change that look 
to give you a little more definition, almost look like you changed the wrap. That's cool. That's a good idea. And then with with the good stealth, like wrap PPF like that, I mean, most of those things are lifetime warranty. So something happens, you peel it off, replace it. You know, a lot of times those places replace them. So you're, you're getting a little bit more bang for your buck. Mm. And I'm not getting a lifetime warranty on my wraps. But with a PPF, you're getting that warranty where if something goes wrong to it, but peel it off and replace it. Ah, okay. So like different different level of installation between the two. Correct. Yeah, because most paint protection films are coming with a longer warranty. Mm. And if you really spend the money on a real good one, a lot of them are lifetime. Interesting. So definitely do your research. I mean, there's samples out there you can see. Uh, there's even wraps that are PPF. So uh, there's companies like uh, S-Tech. There's companies like GSWF Global um, and even uh, FlexiShield. And there's a couple others out there now as well, but they're actual colored PPF wraps. So you're getting the color in one, and the PPF in one wrap. That might be something you might want to be interested in too. Is the, I didn't even know that there was a difference between a wrap and a PPF. I figured that- No, oh, those, those two different material, buddy. It really app is just vinyl. A PPF is almost like, dude, I don't want to say bulletproof, but I mean, you it's, rub is it something like a shopping cart, you can just apply some heat to it and almost basically self heal it with a vinyl. If someone runs a shopping cart into it, just come look at my back driver's side door, passengers, passenger door. No, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not forgiving. Ah, see, <laughs> with PPF, you get forgiveness in that material, it's, it's expensive. But you're getting what you're paying for. Got it. Well, that is good to know. I you look at pictures and it's like, well, they're both films. Like yep. they just call it one a PPF and the other is colored, so they call it a wrap. But uh, that's uh, I'm filing that away now. I know what I'm going to be doing tonight on Google. Yeah, you're going to go crazy looking <laughs> at PPFs because the, the game of the PPF has grown a lot over the last year. I mean, it's gotten pretty crazy. So. Uh, but yeah, PPF is something that's considered a paint protection film. So, you know, that that in itself is, is definitely something that I've been eyeing for a while. So I've thought about doing a PPF over the chrome, um, but essentially really just wanted to see how long I could get this to, how much can I get this chrome to take, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. like what What could I do to this as a daily driven car that would... Uh, almost show people like, Hey, no matter what you do to a car, you know, you, you can undo it or you can, uh, take it to the next level and then, you know, not worry too much, but the Chrome is, it's a little less forgiving, I will say. And it's a little, a little more tedious in the cleaning area aspect of things. You really got to make sure you're using a really good cloth. Um, if you are using one at all, I uh, highly recommend getting yourself a little, uh, car blow dryer. Uh, so yeah, it's a little more of a materialistic woman out there <laughs> instead of a car, you know, it's someone that's, you know, as, as a car, you, you're having to dump a lot of, you know, time and patience into it because you don't want to damage it. You don't want to ruin it because it is noticeable. Right. Whereas like a white, some base colors like that, a tan, you know, like light blues, dark blues, things like that. You're, you're, you can hide a lot of blemishes with a good gloss wrap. Mm -hmm. but with Chrome, it's a, it's a surface. It's a surface issue, right? Because it's it's literally like plastic. 
this Chrome wrap. And, and, and it's also the reason why it's expensive to do because it's hard to, to wrap. It's not easy to, to stretch Chrome without damaging it. You know, mm. it, it, it takes it takes a really good wrap shop and someone with a lot of patience and time and, you know, and, and as an owner too, right? You, you hold some of that because you know, anytime you do something to a car and it didn't come from the manufacturer, you're taking those risks, you know, you're, you are buying into someone that, you know, is saying I can wrap your car. Sure. But you know, you're, you just don't tell someone you're going to wrap your car. Oh, by the way, I want a chrome wrap. <laughs> you don't really, you know, it's like, what? Oh, no. <laughs> right. I mean, I talked to so many people that are just like, yeah, I was going to do that. Then I just said not to. <laughs> or uh-huh. some people tell me, oh, I was going to do a chrome, but a, a red chrome. And then I, I wised up. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, 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 it's a, it's a labor of love. Another love relationship. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about the, the other, the modification stuff that you've been doing with Mike. Uh, so a lot of carbon fiber um, and a lot of low uh, underglow. Carbon so fiber uh, underglow, underglow has become quite quite a, a popular thing. Um, and for most people, it might just be like a little dumb thing. You know, I, I'm sure to others, it's just like, oh, we're just trying to be cars. You know, car cars, the Disney movie, you know, or whatever. And it's kind of a little clownish. Maybe it's a little 90s brought back. I don't I know. I remember it from the 90s. That yeah, way, was before LEDs. Day, but it's, before LEDs, you'd get yes, the fluorescent, yeah, the tubes. So, but it's graduated, man. The LED game has graduated. So uh, <laughs> ghost controlling has made things a lot easier. Uh, Teslex Innovations makes direct plug and play for Tesla owners. For their headlights, their taillights, their fog lights, and now their underglow, and probably coming soon, interior lighting as well. Um, and we're talking when you can get all of these devices plugged into one app. That's quite an amazing thing to have. So, uh, if you have interior lighting, you have wheel wheel lights, then you have underglow, then you have front or engine bay lighting, and then you have trunk lighting, then you have interior lighting. Some of these people, you end up with five, six apps to get your car going for a show. Yeah. But with a ghost lighting controller, it makes that life a lot easier because it's a standalone module that you can plug a few devices into, buy three to five ghost controllers, and you can end up with an entire car, press one button after syncing all of them, and all of them go off and on at the same time together in a car show mode. So those things have made things a lot easier in that realm of, of work. But yeah, we're, I'm fortunate enough to be really good friends with an amazing guy uh, who also happens to have a great, you know, family that has a shop and, you know, it doesn't get used too much. So, you know, we started looking at things and he's like, hey, look what I can get. He's like, hey, look what I can get. And next thing I know, it's like, Mike, what can't you get? You know, nothing anymore. I can get it all now. And I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, so we had a really good partnership, friendship type thing with a with a guy from Handshow since back before Tesla takeover last year. And, you know, even during Tesla takeover, Mike actually helped out at, at the Handshow booth for them as well. And, you know, so we had already done a lot of installs in Mike's car up until that point with a lot of Handshow products and an awful lot with mine as well. You know, and then leading into SEMA as well, we, we, we ended up with we have a brief connection issue here. Much bigger. 
we found so many suppliers of products and uh, it's led us to a point where we try to pass a lot of the savings we find onto the fellow Tesla owner to make it possible for people that maybe didn't think they could modify their car. That's awesome. So yeah, we've done rear fog lights. So your rear bumper lights that are fake reflectors from Tesla. Yeah, we put we put real lights that are actual sequential to your blinker, uh, interior ambient lighting, uh, full underglow lighting, um, carbon fiber everywhere you want it. We can get it. Body kits, hoods, interior pieces, exterior pieces, pretty much you know anything someone really thinks of and. We order it direct and schedule it. And, you know, basically we have a place with a lift that we can do a lot of this work and a lot less hassle on, you know, our old bodies. Because, <laughs> you know, we're not young guys. I mean, Mike's been doing modifications on cars since the 80s. He's had mini trucks, low riders, street, street bikes, full-size trucks, hot rods, classics, you know. The, the Tesla thing is just immediate, just came natural to him because he's already been doing this for so long and that's why it clicked so well with me and him, mm. you know, because I grew up in a lot of that era with, with along with things that he's already been doing. Yeah. So it's just easy to talk to him. Shop talk is just a blast with me and Mike. <laughs> so, you know, it almost makes it like, just like a little fun side thing to do. And, you know, it's cool to see the people's faces like, man, I didn't think I'd ever own any of this, but now look at my car. That's a good feeling. Oh, yeah, especially, you know, knowing that they work hard for their money. And, you know, like I said, we're not we're not greedy war criminals here. We're not we're not trying to, you know, buy an island or anything, you know, off profits of car stuff. But, you know, we are trying to have fun, you know, give someone an opportunity to do something they didn't think they could. And to a car that most people call them crazy for even buying. And now a lot of them have their own personality in them. And it's cool to see. That is really cool. So plans for you, are you going to go to SEMA again this year? Is that happening? It is happening. Yeah. Congrats, yeah. man. That's amazing. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. We're, we're going to, we're going to try to bring some friends along. Uh, I have too many. <laughs> Most people may tell you, but uh, you know, these are, these aren't just Tesla owners. I assure you of that. No such thing as too many friends, man. This is, well, there is. You, you definitely want a good circle of influence. Don't forget <laughs> that, everybody, especially the kids out there. <laughs> Make sure to keep your circle good. We didn't say yeah. good friends, right? But no, I, I, yeah, there's, we're going to try to grow. Why not, right? Like I told, like I told the, the director that I, you know, I went with and he, he told me, he says, yeah, he says the feedback's good. He says we may be able to, you know, increase this. You know, maybe we can get a few extra cars in this year and some cool concept of like uh, some crazy conversions. You know, there's a lot coming out. There's a lot of cool conversions I'm really looking forward to seeing because like I told you, I mean, my roots are all the way back to a 52 Bel Air. So there's nothing oh, yes. you can't surprise me with. There is a lot of really cool conversions coming out. Yeah, the the white caddy at uh, Holly Eye Voltage was one of my like that was just a unicorn of a car compared con considering that they not just converted it, but they did it in a way that it was almost subtle. You thought there was a motor there. Right. Like a legacy EV. I mean. Yeah. But it's an that. EV and that thing is beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. I'm looking forward to this year because now I think people are realizing, Hey, well, let me try to have some fun with this. And there are a lot of wrecked Teslas out there that need a new life. Right. Why Heck not? Yeah. Why not? It's just a dead, dead car sitting there with a perfectly good motor and perfectly good battery pack 
Why don't they give it to another car that wants a new life? I think it's awesome. Yeah. I'm a huge believer in, in wreckage and, you know, wrecking yard builds and people that take a car from nothing and turn it into a gem. So why not? I, uh, one of, one of the, uh, one of my episodes a couple weeks ago was Evolve Racing. Evolve Racing. Yeah. They, they, I actually, uh, went to their spot and saw the, the donor vehicle. He still has it there. It had been a full rollover. The guy walked away fine, but the car was just absolutely totaled. The roof Aura. crushed in, airbags deployed. But he gutted that, and now it's uh, now it's racing in an S10 pickup that's lifted, and custom everything you can imagine. It's really cool. It's it's awesome. It is, and these these are the people that you know. These are the the kind of people that I grew up watching and doing these things to crazy cars, and now they're getting their hands on thousand horsepower electric motors you know so i mean you start seeing some of these plaids in a wreckage yard i i would look out because this next two years these people are going to be putting these plaid motors into some crazy ridiculous light bodies and you're going to be seeing seven eight nine second cars going down quarter miles and then going and getting groceries <laughs> i love that this is the world i want to live in yeah right <laughs> it's crazy it's crazy. And if they keep any of the technology and actually utilize some of that to their benefit, I mean, why not? Right. Heck yeah. It's a, That's it's brake a problems. I mean, not alone. I'm a heavy breaker. So I, you know, I'm pretty heavy on the foot, especially in traffic and that kind of stuff is brutal. And people don't realize what one, one foot pedaling and it's just, or in most cases, zero foot pedaling when you're in traffic, I, I absolutely don't do anything, but just have my index finger on the bottom of my steering wheel. Yep. And a commute is tolerable, right? You're not sore. You're not getting out. Your knees are cramped up because you've been going gas break, gas break, gas break, gas break, right? Totally. To not sound too redundant. I mean, that doesn't seem like much, but it's a lot. It adds up it every hours. day for two hours a day. Yeah. And people, I get so many people that look at me and want me to roll my window down and like, hey, is that car driving itself? I was like, yeah. I wouldn't do this any other way. Sorry. I don't mean to sound rude, but they're like, no, no, that's awesome. Right? Like, oh my God, you're so lucky. I'm like, I know. You know, and like to think pretty soon all these construction workers are going to be able to do this. These people that get up at two, three in the morning to drive three hours to work eight and then to drive two to three more hours to get home. Please do me a favor out there, all you mathematicians, and add that up. How many days do some of these, how many hours do some of these people have left in a day? And it's spent away from their families. And it might sound crazy to people, but these cars and trucks that are coming on these freeways, they're going to make these people's lives much better. It is a large amount of anxiety and stress that comes off your body knowing that your car is going to stop for you to the car in front of you every two seconds because you're in bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic. I don't have to not pay attention to the road or fall asleep here, you guys and girls. I, that's not what I'm doing. What I'm doing is I'm relaxing and I'm watching the road with my hand on the wheel. I'm not stressed about having to stop and go and be cut off or be yelled at because if someone cuts in front of me my car just slows down and more yeah it's and these trucks are gonna do this 
quality the of life. Trucks, the Rivians, the Lightnings, and all the other trucks coming after that. They're not going to stop. The Chevy's doing it. The GMC's going to do it. The, who mm-hmm. knows if Cadillac makes a truck again? I mean, this isn't, it's not going to stop, right? Toyota, maybe they might take a little longer. I don't know what they're doing with this whole hybrid thing, but. We don't know what they're doing. Hydrogen, sorry. Uh, (laughs) You know, like after that, the SUVs have already almost all gone electric. Yeah. There is a Jeep Wrangler that is electric. Like that's just. You say it right there, quality of life. That's big. And it is, man. The performance as well. I mean, it's it's like it's like being on rails. So you get better driving experience and you have a crazy acceleration and performance if that's what you're into. It's kind of a win-win. Agreed. And you know, on top of all those things, you know that it even it goes as far as someone behind you, right? Dan, like I noticed the other day I'm driving home and I'm in traffic and just out of nowhere, my car just jerks forward. And I, I'd still have the same distance behind me. I mean, in front of me. And I'm like, what the heck? And I looked in my, because I drive with my camera on my screen. I don't know how many other people do this, but this is game changing. Like, I get to watch the side of my car, the back of my car, and the front of my car the whole time I'm driving. So I look in my camera as soon as I feel this, and there's a car that definitely probably would have rear-ended me. Wow. And the, the car didn't let it. Got out of the way. So, you know, it's just... When I talk about the sleep and the amount of work and the amount of commuting out of some of these, you know, construction workers and, you know, people that work in the labor field or the self-help field that have to drive far to go do these things, uh, it's, it's also in terms of that safety feature, right? These people do get tired. And sometimes that irritability leads to road rage. Sometimes that ir- that tire leads to falling asleep. And those things we can't quantify into what electric cars are bringing to the world that we're living in. But you know you have to give credit to them for this. Because the regular internal combustion engine vehicle did not develop a self-driving car that avoided accidents first. It took the technology and the mindset of someone that said, hey, I want to take the gasoline car that we've known since the Stone Ages. And I want to make it powered by the sun, basically, in essence, right? I want electricity to power this entire car. He was called crazy for how many years? And now everyone wants to build them. And it's not just because it drives itself. That isn't even the biggest factor of this car. It's it's the safety. I know what goes into the, the work of these Teslas. I, I definitely 100% know. And I can assure everybody out there that has a question about Tesla's safety, the videos, the evidence, it's not fake. It's not falsified that a man purposely, unfortunately, and I'm really sorry, drove off a cliff that no one else would have survived in and the entire family survived. That's not made-up media, right? Right. That's a car that was built with 100% no corners cut. So maybe the the electric door is a little off. (laughs) Maybe the the door sill looks like it's a little crooked, or maybe there's a piece on the corner of the mirror. It's a little sideways. But I can assure you, if you're in a regular, minor, day-to-day type accident, or even a really major one, your chances of survival 
are worth every penny in this car's cost. Period. That's a good way to put it, man. It, it truly is. And that's why I own a Tesla. Not because I have a bunch of friends that I've made over the years because of my modded Tesla. Not because of the attention my car gets because it's bright and shiny and blinds you on the freeway probably, but because it saves me and my family's life, and I know it. 100%. So I love that. And that's, that's, uh, it's a really good way and something that no one has really brought up yet. It's a good way to think about it. And, uh, and uh, that's wonderful. One, yeah, one more question because of their battery pack, right? It's going to be the same for the Ford lightning. The battery pack takes up so much of the entire car surface or the car entire vehicle. See, I can't even say car anymore because there are SUVs and trucks now. So the entire yeah. framing of this vehicle that is being made electric, it's just built on an entirely different foundation or what most would call a skateboard. Right. Because it's essentially what it looks like. When you look at the bottom of a Tesla or any electric vehicle, it's mind-blowing how flat it is down there and there's nothing there. Right? They're less likely to blow up. Yes, that's right. Don't believe everything you read. These cars don't blow up very easily. And if they do, it, it's a serious impact that even a gas car would have blown up in. Right. So it's just, it's different. So when these manufacturer companies start to realize this and they start to build these, they realize there's a factor to this. Like when you start to think of Koenigsegg, Lamborghini, Ferrari, Corvette, these are all companies that are currently building these. Don't forget that. This isn't going anywhere. It's going to triple in the amount of cars over the next five years, if not more, that are going to be electric or at least a portion of their vehicle train be electric driven. The hybrids are only going to get more. And we're going to be seeing these out of cars that normally would probably shred into pieces in a vehicle accident. You know, but they're going to be stronger now right. internally for the for these people that are driving them. You know, Porsches, there's going to be a different foundation to the way this car crashes now. And that's where the side of the electric car is why it has my full support because of that reason. Like, I know if there's an accident involved, this car's frame and all of its standard points of what needs to not break to save someone's life, it will do it. That's the paradigm shift. It is. The engineering that allowed for a Correct. change in the body dynamics. Yeah. Because it just takes someone. It takes a certain someone then to say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn this car into an electric car. And that mindset doesn't stop after the batteries are built. Well, wait a minute. This, is, this isn't even going to protect someone. That mindset is going to continue all the way through the whole car. Now we're not just engineering a, an electric car. We're engineering how to make the entire car better. Yeah. So that's when that shift happened is because brilliant, brilliant people, not just a company, brilliant people got involved in the car. And these people getting smarter and they're building better because at the end of the day, it's, it's the mindset. It's been shifted because he was told this couldn't be done. Now everyone wants to do it. And the coolest part about all of that is he says, please come help me. 
Take my profits time. from me. I don't care. Build with me. That's just that's just insane to think. There's no greed there. We're we're living in a pretty exciting time here. It is cool. Yeah, I love it. It's cool to watch Jay Leno get really excited about this too, because that's a guy that you should probably look at because that's a guy that has every car from the beginning of time. Yeah. In his garage right now. So if he loves these, there's a reason where that guy gets under his car. He works on his cars. Believe that that man is a car freak or fanatic, you might want to say. But if that man believes in it and he thinks the combustion engine is dead, that's not what the electric car was birthed for. It's not like we're saying, no, it's not what we want. We just want people to know that there's other ways to do things in life. And that electric car is what changed that. Like you can now say to yourself, oh, well, I don't just need a car. I can have a truck, an SUV or this, that. It could be anything. No, well, we'll show you. You can do it to a semi too. So it's that limitless boundary of the brain that says, hey, if that can be done, what else can we do? So it, it, it trickles now. That mindset is a trickling effect into our whole entire way of living now. What's your advice for people who are like super stoked on this and and are looking to do it themselves, whether it's getting an electric car or doing a mod or just being involved with this change in mindset of, of being like, Hey, let's just do things better. What do you, what do you, what's your advice for folks who who are feeling that? Um, well, I think for the most part, when you're looking at this space, of where the, the the car industry as a whole is going. Like, you know, if you see something like a Volkswagen bus, right? Like, that's an iconic car. You don't have to love it, but that is an iconic vehicle. Uh, no matter sure. how old you are, you know what a what a 23-window bus is, right? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> those being converted was an accident. Those being built is no accident. Volkswagen understands they're a very big mindset in this. Like I can take an iconic car and make it better, but not just make it better. I can make it have that value still like that. Look like it still holds it. It's overall look. It's just more defined into tomorrow's look of a vehicle, but Volkswagen they're doing remarkable things with their vehicles. And that's a company you wouldn't normally think would have been so quick. Mm -hmm. So in the realm of like what, what I think you should or should not look into, I mean, do your research. Of course, if you're someone that doesn't drive very much and you have a home and you know how to, you know, wire your own electricity and you could put your own charger in the side of your house and, you know, you have solar on your roof, but you just don't, want an electric car i say try one you know especially if you're in a state that does those crazy things that like letting you drive a test drive and take it home and take it grocery shopping like in california you don't get it you don't get to test drive a car for a week like you know there's states in our in our country where you can take it for 24 48 hours and test it out I don't know that you're going to get that same feeling or that same treatment in a, as far as a, at a Tesla dealership, but something like a Volkswagen or a Hyundai or a, you know, a- anything, uh, a Kia, a Ford, 
you know, any car that's even hybrid, Camry, Accord, you feel a difference in the way the car is made. It's just different. There's there's a technological advancement to the vehicle when you add electric to it because there's someone behind that car that has that limitless potential mindset. They had to have said, oh, yeah, let me do this, boss. I could do this. And, you know, oh, yeah, let me go hire a couple more of them. Or let me look at this as an aspect of what else, what other car could we do? You know, and GM was one. They said, hey, well, we're just going to build a frame and we'll stick every car we make on it. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, what? That That's possible. Yeah. Right? Is now. Who knows? Do that, right? But on the flip side of that mindset switch, it's not it's not so crazy to think that the hybrid is so far off from the electric car. But if you have a home with the capabilities of being able to charge your car and you drive like a typical person, 10, 15,000 miles a year, 5,000 miles a year, I wouldn't own any other car but an electric car. But if you're someone that daily drives 100 to 200 miles a day and you live in an apartment, probably not the wisest decision financially yet at this time, right? Because you're charging on the road a lot. Unless you're buying a long-range dual-motor vehicle that's getting you 300 miles to a charge, then you're good because you're still driving less than 300 miles in that day, right? You can get home to charge. But if you're not having the ability to charge at home and you're having to rely on the outside network infrastructure without supercharging every day i mean those those trips to the charger become four to eight hours long you know there's people that leave their cars on those chargers and go have their families pick them up and they go home and do other things while their car charges for 48 hours Hmm. you know that's okay if you can do that great but if you're someone that's skeptical on going electric, you definitely want to have the ability to charge at home. That would be my first thing. As for modifications go, <laughs> never, ever, ever expect perfection. In a modification world, everything is made from something. And as that time goes on, that something becomes less of a better quality of a design factor to say hey this is going to go on the side of this car this is going to go on your center console you know that fitment isn't always going to be perfect when you're especially if you're dealing in the carbon fiber world that's something that in most cases is handmade from a mold there's probably maybe not two three pieces the same interesting matter what when you look at a real carbon fiber body kit you know because you could park two of the same cars next to each other and they would both look different. Hmm. That's how you know you have true real carbon fiber because it is very hard to identify uh, a real carbon fiber piece and it being the same as the, the, the one next to it because the weaves are never placed in the same spot when you make them. So in that aspect of things, expect things to not be perfect. Don't expect your car to not, don't expect your car to sound or drive the same if you now have wider, bigger wheels, thinner tires, and you've taken the doors apart to put ambient lighting in, you're going to have some air noise now. You're, you're, you took apart the car, right? Sure. Yeah. So have the aspects of, you know, that 
things may not be the same after you modify a vehicle. That, that's the first thing you have to accept. Because there's no two modified cars that are identical, no matter what they put on them. We could all put the same stuff on our cars. But they're not all installed the same. Everyone has a different way to do things. And a lot of other products out there that are so different from each other and do different things to the way the look of the car is. And that's the greatest part about modifying a car is because I can take the same company with a different kit and just add my own piece to it and change the entire look. Like I could take a carbon fiber body kit and wrap or paint parts of it and expose pieces of carbon instead of having the whole thing carbon. Does that mean that mine looks the same as the one next to it, even though they are? No, right? It's going to change the entire look of the vehicle, but using the same part as the person next to you. That's that thing, that that paradigm that you say, oh, whoa, it is limitless. There's nothing you can't do in terms of that. But just expect the fact that, you know, things go wrong in those processes. Things are not always uh, perfect, right? Especially when you take apart the car suspension and, you take apart the entire car's interior. Clips don't snap in the same. <laughs> you know, they, they, they've already been removed out of their slot. They've already been pulled out of their home. <laughs> so. You end up with something really unique. And that is, that's the that cool is cool. Yeah. It is. It's fun. You know, and it could be something very minor. My fr- If I say anything in this world that you would do to your Tesla right now, swivel screen. It's a 30-minute modification, an hour at bet, at, at worst. And it, it is probably my favorite part of my interior now because I can move that screen to me, and I can have that different angle of view on things as a driver. That's or cool. I can have someone in my passenger seat and not have to worry about what I'm doing because they can turn it to them, and they can focus on that. Yeah. I'll just drive, Right. They can do the music. They can do the navigation. They can add the charging stops. They can do the food locations. You know, so that would be the first thing I'd start with because there is absolutely nothing you do to your warranty by adding a swivel mount. It is just a bracket. Sure. That's all it is. It's a very quick, easy modification that anyone can truly do in their own home. Um, and, and that would be something that I would say, not even call that a modification. I'd almost want to say that that should have been a requirement out of the dealership <laughs> to be able to move your screen left to right. Like, that's just a cool thing. Yeah. And yeah, there is there is a cool factor to it, too. When someone walks yeah, up and looks at their and screens facing them, it's an immediate to them. It's like, oh, my God, this is a Tesla. Their screens don't move. How do you right. do that? <laughs> Heck, yeah. So, yeah, but that, that would be that would be my start. Okay. I would definitely, and if you don't have an auto trunk or auto trunk, <laughs> that would be the next one. the The trunk thing is really about driving me nuts. I've lasted two years, and it's time. Yeah. The auto trunk is definitely something I'm going to do, uh, as well as the front. For SEMA 2023. Yeah, that'll be the minor things there. SEMA 23, we're gonna we're gonna really, we're gonna really do some we're gonna do some stuff to her. I can't wait. I, Are you uh, coming? I'd like to. Um, you should go. It's it's on my goal list. If if nothing else, come for the last two days for SEMA Fest. It's all open to public. Okay. Nice. You don't you don't go inside the walls of you know where all the crazy cars were that week, but you know you 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 could find some people leaving early and 
they can hand you the badge. I don't know. But at, at very least, the SEMA Fest on the 3rd and the 4th is definitely something I would highly recommend if you can get to Vegas for the 3rd and the 4th of November. This is their first year doing this. I mean, we're talking all out every everything you could think of. If you're in my area, anywhere from born in the early 70s to the early 80s, this SEMA is going to have everything you remember as a kid. We're talking full-on extreme dirt bike jumps, tracks, racing, drifting, healing out, uh, just insanity. And on top of that, a car show. So it's going to be pretty cool. I'm very excited for this one. Well, I'm sold. Um, I think that I, I was doing a little research. I think that I might be able to be you know, like a media pass because of the podcast and the brand Definitely. and all of that. So it's on my calendar. I haven't signed up yet, but, uh, but I, that's kind of the, that's my, my goal, my thought process. And well, I know uh, so many people like you. We'll, we'll talk later about that. Maybe I can, uh, maybe I can kind of help with that road, with that roadmap for you. Awesome. Well, see what I can do. Let's, let's talk about that. And yeah, because you you definitely, if we're going to get a SEMA electrified double its size, it's definitely something you're going to want to cover. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah you're going to want to bring all the bells and whistles. Mics, cameras, action. I got I got it. We're sitting on it right here. There you go. So, yeah, it's uh, uh, the Gold Ultra EV in SoCal. That's another one in June at the Irwindale Speedway. That's pretty epic to have an all. We have another brief connection issue right now. So the Go, Go Ultra EV show will be massive. Um, and then also in May, there's an Electrify Expo show off. And June, they're going to do one. That The one in May is in Long Beach. And in June, there'll be one in uh, San Francisco. That's all electric. So that's pretty cool, too. Sweet. I mean, they're, they're everywhere now. And what's cool is, I mean, we have bikes, motorcycles, mopeds, cars, trucks, SUVs. Who knows what else is going to become electric out there? Who knows? I, I don't know. But, I mean, to have an all-EV expo like that, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, it just goes to show you how far it's come in the last couple of years. I think we're still on the front end of it all. Oh, def most definitely, we're definitely at the beginning stages of this. Hundred percent. It, it's it's only going to get. I mean, you're still going to have those people, right? That oh, I don't, I've never driven an electric car. It's soulless, or it's you know, it's this or it's that, and you know, all of those things are going to get put to rest as range gets better, batteries get better, motors last longer. Right. So all of that stuff's going to only improve. So it's only a matter of time to where a car will go 600 miles on a single charge and people are going to be, this is going to be a thought of the past. Yeah. Range anxiety will be like, what? There was a thing. <laughs> At one point, you couldn't just drive wherever you wanted and make it back home. No, I never heard of that. <laughs> and when we get to that part, that's the exciting part for me. Yeah. You know, you could go from San Francisco to L.A. and, you know, have a destination charger where you stop at a bed and breakfast or a 
you know, whatever you hotel, you sleep at, you know, and then get home and plug it in at home and you didn't stop at all. That's, that's when I think that switch occurs where a lot of people tend to, okay, I'm going to grab one of these now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the semi taught us that. I think the semi may teach us that that time is already here because if it can do all that with the size of that car, what can that same technology do with a smaller car? Well, so you have to kind of think that mathematician that, back. See that that's our, that's already here, man. That's yeah. that technology has already allowed a semi truck to get on a freeway with a full 18,000 pound load and uh, not stop the freeway. Yeah. Right. That semi is allowed to let off its throttle and not have to slam on its brakes or spin its back end of a trailer out or use its engine brake because it's got a degenerative braking system now. Mm -hmm. So if you're now stopping 20-something thousand pounds just using a reverse motor, what could that motor do in a car? Probably going to run a pretty good time at the drag strip. You're no kidding, buddy. So, <laughs> yeah. So those are the, the semis definitely got me very, very excited for the next five years, to say the least. And I'm sure the Cybertruck is going to only push that envelope so much more further open. I'm excited for that one, too. And then the Roadster. When Roadster 2.0 hits, I'm pretty sure that'll be the time where you can say, okay, not only can we build a $25,000 electric car that still puts you back in your chair, we can build a sports car that five people can fit in and drive zero to 60 in 1.5 seconds and get you to LA and halfway back home. That's crazy. We're just, we're just waiting here excited for all of yeah. this. So It'll yeah, happen. I say, I say if, if you're in a position in the next two to five years, and you see these EV tax credits now. I don't know if you wait. That's just crazy because we don't know how long that whole process becomes a point where it's like, well, yeah, well, now you're getting you're getting charged more to buy a gas car because of the emission tax. Right. Yeah. Right. So at what point does that say, well, we're not going to give you guys no EV credits no more? Right. So you see that trend kind of starting, and then then you see it kind of come back, and it's. You wonder when that teeter-totter just essentially almost just flattens out and says, oh, yeah, no, you're not getting no credit for that no more. Everyone has an electric car. Right. <laughs> It'll happen. So, yeah, and 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 do you want to be on the front end or the back end of that moment, right? So you, 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 want to, you want to think about a lot of things when you're looking at buying your next vehicle in the next two years. If you're in the market in the next two to five years to buy a car, an electric car vehicle, EUV, whatever you want to call it, should be on your list of of pros and cons, right? It, you should at least think about it. Well, with that, thank you, Matt. I appreciate you so much. No, you bet, time. man. It's a pleasure, Dan. I'm I'm a big fan of yours. I appreciate all you do for our community, and you know, I know you're out there pulling the miles and you know running the running the tape and killing it with the editing. And I know that all takes time, so don't think that this stuff just happens overnight. And, this guy spends a couple minutes a day covering EVs. I mean, you're you're hard at it, man, and we appreciate you. Hey, man, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it is uh, my pleasure. So much fun. I'm just having a ton of fun in the. It's like 
it's all happening right now. And there's this great community and people are excited and it's like living in the moment as some cool stuff is happening. Gosh, it's fun. It is, man. And it's not just a Tesla family thing. I mean, when I tell you that, I mean, a lot of these Tesla owners, you know, we, we get real close, but we love all of them, man. Like we hang out with Rivian owners. We hang out with like owners. Like these cars are awesome to look at. They are really fun to ride in. Uh, The Rivian is just a really cool looking truck. The Ford Lightning is an awesome truck. And I'm just excited as more and more of these things come out. You know, it's because, you know, I grew up where you're you're drawing a future car. And today it's like the future car is already here. Yeah. Like that's crazy. So hold on to your seats and look forward to the next couple of years because it's going to go quick. And more cars are going to be made and it's going to be fun. Hold on to your seats, folks. 